Welcome back to Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast. This is episode 123. We have three major things to get to. We have the NBA playoffs, we have our NFL season predictions, and then we have a Doctor Strange review for you guys. So we'll hit the ground running right with the NBA. We'll start off with that Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics game, which happened as we were filming on Thursday. The game happened on Wednesday. Um, our episode is obviously releasing Friday, so there will technically be another game tonight. Um, but let's talk about game five of the Celtics Bucks series. My truthfully, after leaving this game, I mean, after this game uh, ended, my biggest takeaway was actually not that Boston let that game slip away, it was actually more of how good the Bucks have been playing without Chris Middleton. I think most teams, when you lose your second best player, obviously there's a noticeable, there should be a noticeable dip in play. I know Giannis is, in in my opinion, he's the best player in the league at the moment. Um, but to, to have that kind of performance technically shorthanded and to be giving Boston yeah. literally everything they can handle in this series. I picked Boston coming into the series because I thought that injury to Chris Middleton was going to catch up to them sooner or later. But truthfully, with them heading back to Milwaukee for game six, I I don't know. I I don't think – I don't know if Boston has a chance in that game, really. Yeah, what more can the Boston defense throw at Giannis that he hasn't seen yet? I mean, he yeah. was able to – they definitely stifled him in the first two games, and then these – Game three, game four, game five, he's, Giannis has really shown into what he has been. What more can they throw at him? They can't throw more bodies at him. They can't change anything up. They can't throw a different defensive scheme at him that he hasn't seen already. I mean, he is, is he just unplayable at this point? Like, what are you supposed to do with him? I don't, I don't know. Cause I mean, I mean, remember when we talked about, when we were talking with Josh, about the whole idea with with Kevin Durant and you know they were the Boston Celtics were able to slow down Kevin Durant um which is not something that you usually see and then coming into this series you know I was telling Josh and you know it's one thing to slow down Durant who is such a great scorer but it's another thing to stop Giannis who yes can score but he doesn't do it in the same manner like Yes, you might be able to guard Kevin Durant out on the perimeter for a couple plays. It's much different to be able to physically stop Giannis when he's running at you and backing you down. That's a whole nother challenge. And he's just he's just proving right now to be just too big, too big and too much for that. Self- I mean, 40 points and 11 rebounds. It's just he's doing. I mean, he's just doing things that I, I've never seen before. And they were able to really, I think the championship pedigree comes in to where in one possession games, they are just outplaying Boston and not making the mistakes and really putting a lot of pressure on Boston to win the game because Milwaukee is not losing these games. It's Boston. You got to go out and win these games. And honestly, they've kind of been faltering. They've given away a couple games. I think it was game three that Milwaukee won at home and um, it was pretty surprising fashion. And then last night they maybe shouldn't have won that game. If, if Boston gets a defensive rebound off of a missed free throw, 
that just goes between two other guys and lands on Bobby Portis's uh, lap. And he says, oh, I'll take that. Like if, if that doesn't happen, then who knows? I mean, it's still great performance by Milwaukee, but these games are almost slipping away for Boston. And they're showing a little bit of that immaturity for a team that's been sort of in these spots already for a young team. So I think they're going to grow from this, this experience, but Milwaukee's just really showing their championship pedigree, I think, in this series over a really good team. And you know what? This series is proving to be, I think, what we all imagined it was going to be, the best series from top to bottom. I mean, this was game five for this series. You look at literally all other game fives in the playoffs, the Heat, 120-85. The Suns over the Mavericks, 110-80. And then the Grizzlies, 134 to 95 over the Warriors. That That's so weird that... I, I can't go that far. I can't go that... I can't, I can't really pick because all these series give you something that you're looking for. Like, they're all super competitive. We don't have a sweep. We don't even have a winner in, in five games. So they, they're all 3-2 right now with, mm-hmm. I think, most of them having the favorites being the team that's up 3-2 at this point. But... All these series have been swinging so drastically between each teams. And I think that's what more can you ask for, really? Maybe the but games yeah. aren't as close, but I think it's it's especially interesting when Philly completely changes that series and they look dead to rights, but then Joel and B comes back and he just changes them around, but then they look awful. So what's gonna happen in game six? Like there's so many question marks with these teams playing inconsistently. That it's just, I think it's super interesting. Right. And that's why I say that the Bucks and Celtics one to me is the most interesting because I think with what you were saying, all these other series are swinging so drastically. It's this Bucks Celtics one that has been relatively tight the whole way. I know that first game, the Celtics had kind of a big win. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bucks had a, a win in the mm-hmm. first game. It was that second game that Boston came back and had the big win. But other than that, these games have been really, really tight. Um, and I think, to me, that's what makes the series more interesting instead of, obviously, these big sways in, um, in the other series. But that's just, that's just my personal opinion. Um, I'm, speaking pleasantly, of- I'm pleasantly surprised by all these series, though. The fact that Dallas and Philly and Memphis. Which is the most surprising without- team? Yeah, which is the most surprising? Um. I think Dallas. That's what I was going to say. Even even though I was hyping that up, but once we saw that Jalen Brunson wasn't at that level, Spencer Didwin wasn't playing at that level like they should have, and Doncic is just going to give you what he gives you every game, even maybe more than what you expect. But the fact that they have two wins is kind of surprising against a fully healthy Phoenix team. Yeah, and, you know, I said it – I thought that this Grizzlies – Golden State series was going to be I I mean I really thought the Warriors were going to win game five obviously that didn't happen um far from it but that first game I mean I go back to I go back to that first game I go back to the very first game when the Grizzlies had that chance um when Draymond got kicked out and Jaw had that chance at the very end with that layup I mean this series could be drastically different had they won that first game. Yeah. Um, 
but even 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 so, I agree with you. I think the Mavericks won. And I don't want to say I felt like coming into this series that that felt like the most uneven of the three matchups, just in the sense that Phoenix had been so good all year long. They're incredibly deep. And then you have Luca and just a cast of players around him, as opposed to Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges, Chris Paul. To me, that one felt like the most lopsided. And yeah, for them to get at least two wins as of right now, um, I think that is that is really impressive. I don't know if that says more about the Mavericks or more about the Suns in that sense. Um, but I agree with you. I think the Mavericks, the Mavericks getting uh giving the Suns all they can handle right now is is more more impressive. Yeah, they're playing the true underdog role to perfection. I mean, they're out shooting Phoenix from three. They're make, I think they're like but they're like plus 60 or something from the three-point line against a really good three-point shooting team. And they're just putting up everything, playing through. Doncic is probably averaging like 15 seconds per possession of dribbling the ball and handling the ball <laughs> every single time down. It is it is such a one-man show. Uh, the reason I wouldn't say Philly, which would I think would be another one that's kind of surprising. That's another sort of lopsided. But we kind of knew going in without Joel Embiid that that series was going to be pretty bad, but I think it's, it's definitely surprising how well they were able to, even with a maybe 70% Joel Embiid, were able to turn that series around and win a couple games. Um, but that series is probably over, right? Game six. I, I mean, so it's, they're playing literally as we're filming this right now, it's 21 16 um, in the first quarter. And I think going into this game, yeah, I would definitely, I, I would think that the heat are going to close this out. But I thought they would have had this closed earlier. So, I mean, um, who knows? But I think if I were a betting man, then I would say, yeah, Miami's going to win tonight. Um, regardless of what ends up happening in all of these game sixes, the playoffs have been great so far. Each round has had some really compelling games, some really compelling series. These last eight teams standing, I mean, we said it earlier, all these series are 3-2 right now. Nobody got swept. Nobody lost in five games. So I think as fans, that's really all you could ask for um, from yeah. that from that point of view. And it sets um, up a really good um, conference championship series too. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in the East, let's assume that we get the Heat. The Heat going up against the Celtics or the Bucks is going to be really interesting. And then, assuming we get the Suns coming out, then. Honestly, either the Warriors or the Grizzlies would be fascinating. I, I think see the, the Warriors without I would, without yeah. Ja. I don't. I was see about to say that was that look. was the caveat. Yeah, that was the caveat <laughs> I was going to add. Um, without Jaw, the Grizzlies wouldn't be as entertaining. But if he was healthy enough to play, then then that would be an entertaining series. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, they just beat the Warriors by almost forty points without him. So I actually think. If I remember correctly, I think they were like they had like 20 wins and like four or three losses this year without him. So they're mm-hmm. a great team even without him. Um, but he does make that series much more entertaining from a watchability standpoint. So, well, that is our NBA playoff recap. And we hope you have been enjoying the games as much as we have. It's just been, I mean, these. Like I just said, everybody's 
all these teams have really, really been giving us some good games. And that's just, like I said, everything you could ever ask for um, from a fan standpoint. Let's shift our focus a little bit to the NFL. So today I was scrolling through social media and I found a post from CBS. They put out their division winners um, and wild cards for this upcoming season. And I thought it'd be a good idea to read it on the air and then also give ours for this upcoming season. So CBS, this is what they have. So from the AFC, your four division winners, they say Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Kansas City. Those are the four. And then they have the wild cards as Denver, the Chargers, and Baltimore. So Aww. three teams from the AFC West. Four Raiders. Four Raiders. <laughs> um, the NFC, their division winners are the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Those are your division winners. And then their wild cards are Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. So all for San Francisco. <laughs> and that's wait, New Orleans. Who's that? Jameis Winston? Uh, yes. Take him to the wild card. Okay. So that is who they have as their division winners. So we have actually not discussed who we thought our division winners are going to be. So we're sort of going to spitball this just based off a of feel. Um, but oftentimes that's usually what we do anyway so um so let's take let's uh let's go through this real quick do you want to start in the afc with my raiders or the nfc with uh your niners um i think the nfc might be a little more cut and dry all right let's do the nfc so i've got the divisions pulled up let's start with the nfc north so this is going to be the bears lions packers vikings who we got as our division winners uh i still think it's it's green bay they they sure they definitely lost a lot but they still have aaron Rodgers, and that's a huge edge over all the teams in that division i think that would be i don't see that jump being made but by the vikings this year i agree with you as long as aaron Rodgers is still there um I know they lost Devontae Adams, but they've also played plenty of games without Devontae Adams and done fine without him. They beefed up their defense a little bit in the draft. Um, so until Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, I agree with you. I'm not going to um, crown the Vikings as the champions of that division just yet. Um, NFC East has Dallas, New York, the Eagles, and Washington. Who you got? Um, I still think it's Dallas. Yeah, they've they, again with like Green Bay, they've lost weapons, but they still have a very opportunistic defense. Still have the best quarterback in that division, um, and they still they still have weapons left on that team. So I I still think they get it done. And I think a lot of it's being overblown by the Philly getting AJ Brown, but who knows how well he works with that team because they were run first anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go Philly. Um, just because I know that there's still a, like you said, we don't actually know what the AJ Brown thing is going to turn into. And a lot is going to be riding on Jalen Hurts this season, but I think he steps up to the challenge. He played really, I mean, he's gotten better each year. So I'm just assuming that he's going to continue to follow that arc. Um, they had a pretty good defense last year. Um, and obviously they beefed up their offense with, uh, AJ Brown. So I'll take Philly 
winning that division. Mainly because I think it would be really cool if they did. <laughs> uh, but I also think they got a really good team as well. So the NFC South, I feel like this will be pretty cut and dry. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Um, I will take Tom Brady as long as he is still there. This is uh, the NFC South, by the way, if I didn't say that. Yeah, and they're still returning a lot of players from last year's division winning side. So I, I'd still take him. That's, a, that's probably the weakest division out of all of them in the NFC, so. Probably, probably. Um, let's get to the strongest division then. That would be the NFC West. So that would be the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and the Sea Chickens. Yeah, I think this is all pertaining on if Debo is in fact still a Niner. I think, sure. so it's definitely warranted if uh, CBS is assuming that Debo is going to be elsewhere, then yeah, the Niners aren't going to make it. But if he's still there, I think they can they can beat Arizona and well, they're not going to make the, the division leader. I, th- I think it's going to be the Rams winning the division. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, the Rams, I mean, dude, they added Bobby Wagner to an already really good defense and Stafford's still there. Cup's Alan still Robinson there. Got added. Allen Robinson still, I mean, he got added there. So I, yeah, I, they're the Super Bowl champs for a reason. And until, until somebody decides to knock them off, um, I feel like they're going to be my pick for the next upcoming, uh, for the next couple of seasons. All right. So the only thing that we differed on our division winners were we both had Green Bay, we both had Tampa, and we both had the Rams. The only thing we differed on was Philly and Dallas. I had Philly, you had Dallas. So we got wild cards. Mm-hmm. Um, who are your wild cards for the NFC? Um, I think the Niners are going to make it. Uh, Arizona will make it. And probably Philly will make it. I think they're the best of the rest. So you're locking in San Fran, um, Philly, and who else? In Arizona. That might have, I might have just did the same teams. Yeah, I think I did the exact same playoffs, playoff teams from last year. Maybe. So Maybe. that could I'm... be right. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, that never happens. Um, I'm actually the reason why I had to double check with that is because um, I mean we always put these we always put these uh, out at the beginning of each season or before each season. But I'm actually putting them on a spreadsheet, so we have something to refer back to at the end of the season to see who uh, to good. see who actually got it right. I don't know why we didn't do that initially. I think we tried and then we just end up losing the, <laughs> the sheet. Um, so I would say that my wild cards, I would put Dallas in there. I'm going to take Arizona. And I want to say the 40, I really want to say the 49ers, but again, I do think that hinders on Debo and I do think that hinders on Garoppolo, but I think he's going to end up still being there. Right. Yeah. But I don't think he'll play. Um, I think if he's not going to – with with the uncertainty of what's going to happen with San Francisco and how well Trey Lance plays if they start him and the whole Debo thing, I don't necessarily feel comfortable putting them in that spot at the moment. Um, that might change, like, at the very start of the season. But 
um, if we're locking in picks right now. Um, it's hard because the Vikings se- seem like they're going to be good every year, and then they're just not. <laughs> no, they don't. They, I never um, think the Vikings are going to be good. They're like the exact so, same team every single year. So you know what? I, uh, I'm i going to put my faith in somebody who probably doesn't deserve it, but we're going to get New Orleans. I'm going to throw James Winston in there against the Saints to the playoffs. Why not? Hey, listen, listen. We always know that the turnaround for different teams getting into the playoffs is like drastic every year. So mm-hmm. who, it's, so, it's pertaining on injuries though. If we're just going off of teams on paper. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So your playoffs in the NFC would be green Bay, Dallas, Tampa Bay, the Rams, San Francisco, Philly, and Arizona. And I would have green Bay, Philly, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and the wild, I mean, Rams, and then my wild card would be Dallas, Arizona, and New Orleans. So let's move to the AFC. Let's go to the AFC North. This would be Baltimore, Cincy, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. That's a tough division. <laughs> um. If Deshaun was guaranteed to play every single game this year i would feel much more comfortable picking cleveland but since i, I don't even, know <laughs> i didn't even think about that i'm gonna take um baltimore 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 to win the division yeah i think they're they're loaded roster wise and i think with a healthy lamar all year um they'll bounce back I think that was their division to lose last year, and then injuries just totally derailed that team. I definitely think they're going to get in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Cincy um, because mm-hmm. I think they I think they address their offensive line issues. They still have Burrow. They still have their whole offense. Um, Again, I would pick Cleveland if Deshaun was assured that he was going to play this entire season, but we don't really know in what capacity we're going to see him. So I think it's really hard to pick them in that sense. Um, So I'll take Cincy. Let's head to the East. This is going to be Buffalo, the Dolphins, Patriots, and the Jets. Uh, I like Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo is – Head and shoulders are better, better than everybody in that division. Um, all right. The South would be the Texans, Colts, Titans, Jaguars. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me because I think Tennessee got a little worse, but they were definitely – there's still Derrick Henry for Latin. He's the, one of the best options, and I don't really know what Matt Ryan is going to look like. He's coming off yeah. kind of a bad year for his standards. And he's only getting older. It's a new system, new teammates, and doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to in Indianapolis. But I, I just think Indianapolis's roster is a little better than Tennessee. So I kind of want to go Colts barely, um, but they're not going to be like a contender this year. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Colts as well. And I'm just going to pick them because, again, I think that loss of A.J. Brown is really going to hurt the Titans. And – the Colts were pretty good last year with a not with a quarterback who a lot of people would say is just terrible. Um, 
and a lot of Colts fans would say it's terrible. Yeah, so Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade. So I'll take the Colts for that reason. But I don't know. Did the I don't I don't I didn't pay attention to the Colts draft. How many? Looks like their first selection was a wide receiver this year. Um, Alec Pierce. Um, so they also drafted a tight end. Drafted two tight ends. Um, so I don't know who Alex Pierce is, but you know they drafted him to be a number one wide receiver or at least a piece in their offense. I mean, you've there's a new weapon for Matt <laughs> but who knows uh, what he's going to look like. So, and then we have the AFC West, the best division in football, and I'm just going to put all four of these teams in the playoffs. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This yeah. I, I genuinely don't know who is going to win this division. Um, I could realistically see there's an argument to be made for all of them, but Anyone I think but the Raiders. Yeah. No, I don't think that that is even the case. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the Raiders winning this, and we could clip this up make me look like a fool the day that the Raiders clinch the division but I don't see this year look I'm not saying they're going to win the division like if I were to bet on it I don't think I would put my house money on it but if it did happen I don't think it would be a drastic shock they have ow Stevie holy smoke she just (laughs) came up to say (laughs) hi (laughs) Dover claws into my knee hi do you want to jump up and say hi to everybody no okay um so i think you can make an argument for them especially on offense their defense is going to be the thing again every year that is either going to propel them forward or hold them back but their offense might be the best from top to bottom um in that division um don't shake. Are you kidding with Devontae and Darren and Hunter and Jacobs? No, they have the best top to bottom offense, but their team overall is they have the worst cool. quarterback in the division. But you're saying that like Carr's a bad quarterback. He's the worst quarterback. That's a fact. He might be the worst quarterback, but that's not. I mean, if you had like, again, you're talking about four quarterbacks who are probably in the top 12 at minimum in the league and Carr just threw for 5,000 yards last year and was in the MVP race all season. You're just shaking your head. He, you couldn't even be, he couldn't even beat Cincinnati. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking uh, about? 5,000 yards. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. You just, <laughs> I'm convinced you know nothing about football. Um, Can't you still talk to me? You don't even watch the Raiders. <laughs> um, and with all that being said, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I'm going to say that the Chargers are going to win this division because of the combined firepower on their offense and their defense. Their defense is the best in the division. Like, it's not even close. Um, I actually think there's a realistic possibility that their defense is the best unit Um that they have on their team. Not a hundred percent sure. We kind of have, we do have to see how all the pieces come together, but with the names that they have, it'd be tough Mm -hmm. to bet against the chargers. Um, 
because if their offense stumbles, you'd like to think that their defense would probably be able to pick it up. I don't feel 100% comfortable with it, but I feel like the logic is there to pick the Chargers. So I'm going to pick the Chargers to win the division. So this should be a pretty easy conversation then because I was going to pick the Chargers anyway. Um, But I think I have a little more hesitancy about them because I got to see the scheme and what they're running because they had names last year and that defense really underperformed um, with some good players on the team. And yeah, they're adding a couple all pro type players to that team, but I still got to see how they mesh and play as a unit. Like I got to, they either got to be locked down or turning the ball over a lot for this team to have a lot of success because they just got to limit teams to 20 and they're going to win every single game. Herbert's at least going to give you 25 a game. Yeah. With that offense. What you like to think. Well, I don't like to think, but. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably going to sweep the Raiders next year. Listen, the best feeling last year was when the Raiders beat them to get into the playoffs. Um, So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Let's get to our uh, wild card picks. I am just going to preemptively say I have to put the Raiders in because not only do I think that they have a legit shot at making it into the wild card, um, but I just, like I said, I, I make it a habit. I've made it a habit since the beginning of the show to always ride with my guys. So I'm just going to preemptively put them in there as one of my wild card picks. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to pick them. I think that it's unfortunate that they're going to be the fourth place team in that division. Um, And I don't even like Denver that much. Really, I think they're way too overhyped at this point. I wouldn't even – I don't – like like the Raiders, I don't really consider them winning the division either. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have a fourth-place team schedule, which I think is pretty huge. So they're going to have some easy opponents where they can beat up on and survive in the division enough to get in um, through a tiebreaker over the Raiders. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I believe the NFL schedule just already got has already gotten released, and I believe the strength of schedule for each team has also been put out. And I think, yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, so while the Raiders, I mean the 49ers have the fifth, um, are tied for fifth um, for strength of schedule, but the Chiefs are tied for fifth. The Raiders are tied for seventh. The Chargers are tenth, and the Broncos are fifteenth. So the Broncos technically have the easiest out of them. I don't know why. The, the NFC West always has a tough schedule. It's so weird. Um, we got to play each other. Well, yes, they have to play each other, but it seems like every year I look at the schedule, I'm like, this is worse than last season. <laughs> I just say it every year. but um, So that might play into it. But I think, I think I'm think i going to throw the Raiders in just because, like I said, I always remind my guys. I'll throw the Chiefs in there, um, and I I, I want to say Denver, but I'm not going to put all four of the AFC West teams in the playoffs. I just I won't do it. Um, so I'm going to say Baltimore is the other team, um, and I again I would say Cleveland, but it's so tough too because for the teams who aren't going to win their division, I mean you're still going to need 10, 11 wins as a wild card in the AFC West to. Mm-hmm. to even make it in i mean when you have cincy buffalo the chargers the chiefs and baltimore Patriots. the raiders the colts 
the I mean, yeah, even the Patriots. Um, Browns, like you said. The Browns. no idea what they're going to look like. The Steelers have a good roster. It's going to hinge on Trubisky. But Miami. if he plays, yeah, if he plays relatively well, then the Steelers could be – they may not be like a legit threat per se, but they're not going to be an easy out by any means. Um, the, I'm not going to say the Jets are going to be that great, but they got better. Um, Miami got better. Um, Jacksonville got better. Um, so there are some softer teams in the AFC, but it's, but those softer teams, quote unquote, did get better. The Jets had the best draft of any team in the NFL. Um, that was the consensus coming out of the draft. Um, not going to say they're, they're going to win 15 games, but every team it feels like an AFC has gotten a little bit better, maybe minus the Titans, but the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. So yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs and Titans probably got a little worse, but they're still respectable. I think um, we, it's safe to say the Texans, Jaguars, and Jets probably aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and every other team might. Yeah. A legitimate shot to make the playoffs, which is yeah. super crazy for a whole conference. Yeah. Um, who you got as your wild cards with that being said? Um, I think I just said when we were talking about the Raiders that I'd take Denver, but now that I think about it, I don't even think I can take Denver in there because I'm Bengals have to be in. Okay. Um, for you. Chiefs have to be in until proven otherwise and then and then it's like titans i got titans what's how, what's the strength of schedule for the titans this year it's probably pretty uh, tough um i would imagine so let's see where are they on this list um so the rams the rams are one the Bengals are three just going through the bucks are four where are the titans Oh no, the Titans are twenty fourth. Yeah, I think they, I think they make it in the Titans are twenty fourth. Um, let me let me look at their schedule real quick for you before you make your pick. Um, they well, I guess they don't. Uh, <laughs> I guess they don't have it up on Google. Um, okay, so here you go. They play. Oh, well, they actually play the AFC West. <laughs> Ooh. Um, they play the AFC West. They play the NFC East. Um, they have Green Bay thrown in there. Um, anybody else have note? Yeah, so their home opponents are Denver, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Giants. They play the Bengals. Um Indianapolis would be a tough game. Kansas City, all the AFC West teams, Buffalo, Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think what's hurting their schedule in terms of strength of schedule is they have the Jaguars twice. They have Washington. Um, so they've only put the. Um, I can only find three games for the Niners, so. I don't know if all the games have been leaked. I thought only the primetime schedules got leaked. I think they're not out on Google, but I think on the team's websites they're there. But you got your last pick. What's your last pick? I thought I, I just said the Titans. Oh, you're locking it in. Okay. 
Yeah, why not? All right, so AFC predictions for Sam will be Baltimore, Buffalo, Colts, Chargers, and the wild cards are Cincy, Chiefs, and the Titans. And mine are Cincy, Buffalo, Colts, and the Chargers. And then my wild cards are the Raiders, the Chiefs, and Baltimore. So lock it in. Those are, those are our picks for the upcoming season. All right. <clears throat> Last thing that we are going to do on this episode. We are going to talk about the newest uh, Marvel movie that just came out since we both saw it. That would be Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it per se. There's a lot that we could um, say about it, but we'll probably only spend about five, ten minutes talking about this. Sam, uh, reaction to the newest Marvel movie. Give me your thoughts. Um, Underwhelmed a little bit, I think is what I'd say, because... It might not have been fair to the movie, but based off of the trailer and based off of the trend that Marvel was going in, I think both of us expected this movie to be absolutely nuts. Like one of easy top 10 Marvel movie that they put out and it wasn't that. I think it's like a, I think it's probably in like a 20 range for me. I'd have to like look at a list of the movies that come out for Marvel, which is no shame. I mean, Marvel comes out with some great stuff. Like, I think Age of Ultron is a middle-of-the-road Marvel movie, right? I think Age of Ultron was probably better than, than Doctor Strange 2. I don't know. So, I think that's where it's kind of at for me. Um, I had a good time. I didn't think it was a waste of a ticket, for sure. Um, I think a, a lot of really good concepts were introduced in this. Uh, visually, again, this movie was stunning. Um, I think it just it just didn't know what it was, and I think it was very rushed through the process of it. it a lot of tone shifts during the movie, and like at one point, it's kind of a comedy, like hey, he he he, Marvel movie, and then ten minutes later, it's holy cow, I am jumping out of my chair because of how scary this is at some point. So it's like. It's definitely that sort of thing. And a lot of stuff is um, inex inexplicable. Things just happen in the movie and they don't really care to even divulge information for the audience. So that's sort of the things that are going on. Um, I'll put in the description of this video um, that it is that we can talk about some spoilers. Um, I forgot to mention it at the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't think I spoiled the... anything, but no, no I'll just general. Yeah, so I'll I'll put it out there just just in case. Um, I liked it more than Sam did. Um, I went and I saw it with Bree. I liked it more than her. I feel like my family saw it. My sister liked it about as much as I did. And the rest of my family is kind of on Bree and Sam's side. Um, I've seen so many mixed reviews for this movie. Some people love it. Some people are really underwhelmed. I've seen a lot of sevens for this movie. Seven out of ten is the most common number I've seen. For me, I I would probably around an eight or an eight and a half. Um, uh, some of the gripes that this movie, I've heard people talk about, like you'd mentioned the pacing of the movie. Um, it was like really rushed, and for me, mm -hmm. that didn't bother me as much. And I think the reason why it didn't bother me as much is because it felt like other stuff set up the movie a little bit. It felt like Wandavision had kind of set up this movie. Um, and the other, like, Spider-Man No Way Home 
sort of introduced the multiverse. So it was like, okay, yeah, we know the multiverse is here. We kind of know how it works. Um, we sort of know why it, we sort of know why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't mind jumping right into it because again, spoilers, for those of you who haven't seen it, turn it off. I'll give you a second. There you go. For those of you who have seen it, I mean, the movie jumps, like literally starts right away with that other Doctor Strange and uh, America Chavez, I think. What is her last name? Um, I think it is Chavez. Yeah. So, I mean, it, from the get-go, is like, ready, set, go. Um, that didn't bother me as much um, for that reason. Um, my personal gripes with the movie are, again, are very minor. I would have liked to have known why Wanda knew or how Wanda knew about America Chavez saying that the dark hole just told her about her. It feels like kind of a cop out. Um, so I would have liked to have known how she found out about her. Um, some of the character decisions that were made um, in terms of like who died and how they died were a little strange. Um, I didn't like that Wanda beat Professor X with kind of a mind game a little bit. That felt like that should never happen. Um, so the, I didn't really like that all that much. Um, I know that they're probably saving the biggest cameo on this, which was Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, who has been fan cast in that role for like the last 10 years. I know they're probably saving him the majority of him for the Fantastic Four movie, but it almost felt like he just didn't even need to be in the movie. <laughs> um, oh. And you know, it would have been the, cool if they had um, Tony there. Yeah, so I read that they had talked like really, like I think pushed and tried to get Tom Cruise to be an Iron Man variant, um, but they just couldn't. They couldn't make it happen. And actually, I pointed out to Bree. Remember when the Illuminati scene first started, everybody's in a chair. There was actually one chair that was empty at the end. And I thought that maybe they were saving that cameo. Never ended up happening. But um, And then at the very end, Wanda, when she like actually gets to talk to her other self, and her other self tells her, like, hey, know that they'll be loved. Like, for me, that was like, Martha and Batman for <laughs> Superman. It was like, Really? That fixed it? <laughs> After all this. Um, and and again, you could just want to turn around and be like, cool, then I won't come to your multiverse, but there might be a different one where they're not loved. So see ya, and then takes off. Um, right. She was so already kinda, so far gone. Like, yeah. there's no reason. Yeah, I know that that wasn't her. Like, it's the dark hole. I get it. It's not really her, but it just felt really quick. I was like, wow, that, after all that, that's how we end the movie. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like anime style. Like there wasn't, the hero didn't defeat the villain. They like persuaded the villain to be good or something. Like that's such an anime ending. So what were, what were the positives of the movie for you? Because we kind of talked about the negatives a little bit. What were the, the biggest positives for you? Oh, I thought the fights were really good. Uh, the only fight I didn't like, and I told Jason this, the musical note fight between the two <laughs> Stranges, I thought was the weirdest thing. Strange. And maybe maybe it's in a comic somewhere, and that's yeah. like such a huge scene 
Um, I would have liked if Evil Strange turned into his demon form, like they like the what if Doctor Strange, yeah. and they actually like fought it out not slow-mo movie notes and then he uses a harp and throws a it was just it was weird like I was sitting there and it almost took it took me out of the movie completely I was like what the heck is going on like why are why are they doing this right um but other than that I think the um the Wanda fighting the Illuminati was so cool um seeing uh Captain Carter and um Captain Marvel who was um Rambo but that was really cool uh yeah I think that was the only fights that I can remember but yeah yeah I um I thought the fights all the magic fights were cool because again it's just a little bit different than some of the other and a lot of the other fights we see in in other Marvel movies um so there being a lot of magical power fights were really cool because it was just different and the amount of the music the music note line like at the beginning i was like oh this is really cool and it dragged it just dragged on a little bit longer than i thought it needed to like it overstayed its welcome a little bit Mm -hmm. um i still found it kind of unique but eh, um Um, the cameo the cameos were cool um i actually enjoyed how violent and um scary the movie was just because it was like wow marvel is really pushing their uh, envelope right now um had they had i mean all it would have taken would have been a little bit of blood when that doctor strange got impaled on that um on that fence and boom movies rated r um the patrick stewart the professor at neck snap thing i was like i can't believe they showed that um Mm-hmm. So it definitely, Sam Rami had talked about there being, you know, this being kind of a horror movie a little bit. And in some aspects, it really was. And I think that for me made the, I think that's why I enjoyed the movie more than maybe other people have right now is because I actually found that element to be so unique and so different from any of the other Marvel movies that some of the this movie's flaws I can just kind of overlook because I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, so, but I mean, man, they really did push their, the envelope a little bit with how violent and how scary this movie was. Mm-hmm. I, did, I thought it was, um, it's very uneasy. And I thought that was like yeah. a really nice touch with Scarlet Witch. Um, the part that jumps out to me was when, when they had the shield up at, um, what's their place called? what she oh the, oh at yeah, Doctor the same, Strange, yeah the, the same, the same place. What, yeah i don't remember what it was called but i know what you're talking about it's right and she like right? she like whispers in the dude's ear and like appears behind him and like there's no music no sound um behind that it's just her like whispering creepily she, into like, that dude crawls out of the mirror too like a few minutes later right mm-hmm. um like, like, all, an, like like in the exorcist almost yeah that's what reminded me it was like yeah. whoa this is a this is kind of freaky <laughs> yeah um that was i think that was a really nice touch the seat the shot of um strange america and christine in this like in the underground when yeah. they close the door and then they're just waiting for wanda to come out i think it, it flips from them to the door like four or five times and, and you're just waiting <laughs> for her to come out and then she appears and is like oh, okay 
yeah, Wanda, Wanda was one of the highlights for me. I, I actually really liked her being the villain. I know that there's mm. a lot of comics where she does have a villain arc. Um, I loved her being the villain. I thought it was really cool. She actually felt like really evil. Like she's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> um, Do you think like, it's, I'm sort of shocked because I feel like they haven't played, like they haven't progressed this. It's She went from really sad in WandaVision to now she's like a full-fledged villain there was an article that i meant to read that i saw earlier this week it was titled why wanda's like it was making the argument that wanda actually followed this pattern of grief um and why she landed why where she landed makes sense i didn't get a chance to read the article um but yeah, she did become really sad. I, I didn't get the impression that she was like angry per se, but it was more of like she has this opportunity to go get her kids, so she's going to go get her kids. Because I think the intent wasn't to hurt like a lot of people. It was just to take America's powers, um, which, yeah, superheroes don't do that. Um, but again, I think what pushed her was obviously the dark hole and kind of that controlling her a little bit. So you know we kind of see at the end that it's not really her it's more of that book um but and then you still you stayed for the cameo the extra credit scenes right yeah um did you read anything about those no i didn't read anything so um for those of you that stayed there were two the second one was just was (laughs) kind of funny but it was dude when that happens so so a little bit of context so there's the um the hot dog stand dude spider-man 2 and yeah sam rami spider-man guy so he um he put a spell on him where he hits himself pretty much and he said it's gonna last three weeks and i was like so he just killed him like he literally there's no way he can take that much punishment and then you finally it at the very end it clocks where he stops Mm mm-hmm which was kind um, of it was it was a good it was a good little tease um the first one was major casting news that charlie Theron is in the uh mcu i didn't know who she was they didn't say who she was and also dr strange having the third eye um was also huge as well so dr strange might be a bad guy going forward um yeah who knows but um so charlie's um she practices magic she actually i read i read an article um about who she was she practices magic uh more of like dark magic um her but character she, yeah she's See, not when you said when you said Charlize does so i was thinking the actress herself oh. practices magic like does card tricks and everything oh, no. so you said dark magic oh, her so character she's, she's really into it, it. Yeah, her character. <laughs> this is a passion uh, project for Miss Throng. <laughs> um, her character practices dark magic. Um, and in the comic books, um, she actually is an ally to Doctor Strange. And so three things. She's an ally to Doctor Strange. Two, in the comic books, they actually end up falling in love. And um, they end up Christine. together. Yeah. <laughs> uh maybe she could transform into Christian. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. um, That's only on then, Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one is if you'll remember 
in the first Doctor Strange, who the big bad guy was, it was uh, Dormandu, I think it was Dor- Dormammu. She is actually his niece. So how does that work? How does that? I don't know. Reproduction work. Um, it was either he was he looks like a pretty big cloud thing. It was either um, they're related. It's either his niece or his daughter. Either or. I don't quote me on it. Um, all... So what? What's the? Um, it's not Morbius. It's um, Mal- Malbus. What's his name? The dude that he hand to hand combats. He's oh. like his friend, but not his oh. friend. Um, uh, um, I know who you're talking about. Are they ever going to pay off the fact that he turned into a villain in the first one? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Oh, right here. Here you go. Uh, Clea is her name, or Clay. C-L-E-A, Clea, um, or Clea. Uh, says is Doctor Strange's new MCU love interest confirms multiverse uh, writer. <laughs> oh no, a, a new oh, woman is a new participant has entered the MCU. Does Doctor Strange turn heads from Christine? Find out next week. Oh yeah, <laughs> MCU love match. Uh, watch it. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what her relationship um oh yeah here you go uh yeah the niece she's she's his niece so there you go okay um so there you go give me give me your final ruling on dr strange out of 10 um i'd say it's probably like a six six okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 8.5 was mine okay here i want to I want to kind of tear that movie, right? Like, where would you put it in the MCU? Um, I just put it in the MCU. Um, Like, in what what area, right? um, I'd say it was better than the first Doctor Strange. Um, It was. I'm looking. Do you want to just rank them based on the like the phase four piece, like the newer ones? No. Or are we going like uh, all time? I'm just saying all time. So there's 28 movies now. Um, It's pretty middle of the road. It was better than what are some middle of the pack ones? I would probably lean towards. It was better than the Ant-Man movie. It was better than the third Iron Man. It was better than the first Captain Doctor Marvel. Strange. It's better than Captain Marvel. Do you think it's better than um, Ant-Man? Yeah, I, I liked it more than Ant-Man. Um, better than the first two Thor movies. I Oh, you know what? The perfect middle of the pack uh, Marvel movie for me was Guardians 2. That was like middle of the pack for me and i liked it more than guardians too really yeah i don't know how much higher i would put it but i feel like we just got fan service though and that's what kind of swaying this for me because like the quality's there it's way better than eternals that just came out i think it's better than black widow but i think it's propelled 
it has something that those movies don't in that it has a John Krasinski cameo as Mr. Fantastic. It has a Professor Charles Xavier cameo with Patrick Stewart. Uh, I think I liked it more than Shang-Chi. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that that movie is probably better, but I enjoyed my time with Doctor Strange more. A lot, a lot happened in it. But then, yeah. okay, so this this to me is like, if we're comparing two teams, we're a sports show, so this kind of works. If you're comparing a team that's not expected to do anything, and then they kind of contend for a playoff spot, that's a success. But then if you have a team that's got all these pieces that should be contending for a championship, but barely makes the playoffs, you're looking at those two things way differently. One's probably considered a failure, Context. Yeah. right? And the other is like a success. So for Shang-Chi, it's an origin story. They're working with a bunch of characters that have never been introduced and yada, yada, yada. And Doctor Strange has, Doctor Strange 1 came out in 2016. So we're working yeah, with six working years. With we all know, yeah. Right? And then all these cameos, right? Like it should be a top 10 movie and then it, it definitely isn't. Right. So that to me makes it feel like a fit. Like I have better feelings, more positive feelings about Shang-Chi because of that reason. I don't know how far out of the top 10 I would put this movie for me. I, it's not nearly anywhere. I'd probably put it in the top 15 Marvel movies ever made. It's definitely in the top half of the movies they've made. I think Guardians 2 is better. Infinity War is definitely better. Um, I think Strange, Infinity War is their best movie. Strange 1, I think, is... Uh, it's probably better than Strange 1. Uh, Winter Soldier is definitely better. Civil War is definitely better. Far From Home, Avengers 1, Guardians. Yeah, obviously those ones, right? And then is uh, Captain America 1 better than this movie? Um... I don't know. There's some nostalgia attached to that movie that's hard to let go of. Um, like Black Black Widow. Is Black Widow better than this movie? No, not even kind of. <laughs> not even not even slightly. <laughs> no. No. Thor Thor one? No, not even in the same realm. <laughs> the Middle Earth realm? Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I I don't know, man. I think it's definitely middle of the pack. Like, it's, yeah, it's better than your Thor 2s and, and well, things Thor like that. Thor 2s at the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> and Eternals, but it's not even touching the big stuff. Yeah, but the but the ones that are near the top are, like, immovable almost. Like, well, so Winter, Winter Soldiers, like, you can't knock that off or infinity war you can't knock the first guardians you can't knock that off so there i think marvel runs pretty strong through the top 10 yeah so i've got the list i think we looked at before was um, rotten tomatoes so they have black panther one endgame two no way home three iron man one four ragnarok five they have shang chi up at six which i guess maybe shouldn't be that high but then they have homecoming seven guardians eight uh, the first avengers nine far from home 10 
uh, Civil War 11 and Winter Soldier 12. And then you get Winter to... Soldier is 12? Okay, but it's somewhere in the top 12 for sure. I think we can all agree about that. I think all those movies deserve to be in the top 12. And then you get to the realm of where you're arguing where Strange into the multiverse is. And I think that's kind of kind of a disappointment for that movie. Well, whatever we end up, whatever anybody ends up thinking of this movie, one thing for sure that it accomplished is it set up a lot. And I read something the other day that was talking about Marvel was meeting um, either soon to plan out the next like 10 years of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, speaking of 10 years, one of the payoffs that we got watching that movie was the trailer for Avatar 2, which I think we've waited 10 years for. Um, so. <laughs> I was, so I went to the movies with uh, with a friend and I looked at him and I was like, Does the, did that trailer make any sense to you? Like, I think I have to re-watch Avatar about three more times. You know what? <laughs> so Brie loved that first Avatar and I did too. Um and then this will be the last thing that we, we do before we end the episode. Long episode, everybody. Longer than we've had in a while. Yeah. Um, but um, we, my dad and I used to play this game when I was a kid where we would just like guess how many trailers were going to be shown. And Bree and I do that from time to time. And I guessed that there were going to be six trailers. And she guessed uh, seven and then kind of went back and forth. But and then the sixth trailer was Thor. And I looked at her and we both were like, okay, it's going to be six because they're going to end up, they're going to finish with a Marvel movie, right? It just makes sense that they're going to finish with Thor in front of Doctor Strange. So Brie, as the trailer has like 15 seconds left, gets up and goes to the bathroom. She's walking out. She turns, her back turns. And I'm like, just kind of looking around the theater. And then the green screen pops up for the trailer. And I was like, I was sitting there. I was completely confused. I was like, I don't I cannot think of a movie that would be in front of Thor for a Marvel movie. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then boom, Pandora shows up and I was like, my mouth just like dropped because I had completely forgotten. I had read somewhere that the trailer was gonna preview in front of this movie, but I it had totally left my mind. So <laughs> I'm sitting there. And I'm watching this trailer just with my mouth like wide open. And then as it ends, I'm like, I just missed this trailer. Literally, as the last frame of the trailer ends, she comes walking around the corner. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and she sits she sits down. And I'm like, you're going to be so mad. Why? There was another trailer. <laughs> For what? avatar <laughs> and she was like son of a bitch <laughs> and it was it was the next morning that the trailer got released to the public and i came running into the bedroom because she had just woken up and i was like the trailer's out you didn't miss it <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna have to watch avatar again before that movie comes out yeah i don't think there's an impossible task for that movie to live up avatar too We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> never say never. I think it's impossible. Because that Avatar one was huge. Well, it was the biggest movie of all time. And then yeah. eventually got beat. But all right. Well, 
apologies for the long episode. It's longer than anything we've done uh, as of recent, but hopefully it was entertaining. I felt like we covered a lot of good stuff on the show. So um, everybody have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. And we will see you all next week. Speaking of which, what's the score? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's a pretty good end.